Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another really good revision history podcast with me, Mr. Hutchison. And this episode continues our series on Richard and John. Today's focus is on whether or not Richard and John made unfair financial demands. Now, as always, uh, as we go through this course, you've got to think about, you've got to judge whether Richard and John were, were good or bad kings. Um, and this particular episode is going to be one of two parts. Okay, first of all, this this one is going to focus on the types of taxes that kings uh, implemented in general. Okay, and then next episode, we're going to be looking at specific types of taxes and financial demands that Richard and John themselves uh, implemented and charged on their on their barons and upon their people, um, and so that you can judge whether or not they made unfair financial demands. Okay, so here we go. There were many different ways, folks, that kings made money from their subjects. Okay, um, the first, and you, you have to bear with me on this because there's quite a lot of different charges that they that they uh, put upon their their subjects. So um, I'm just going to sort of rattle through them. Um, you may need to listen to this podcast once or twice to sort of get your head around all the different taxes and tallages that they that they uh, charge people. So this is going to be quite heavy on information. So just bear with me. I'll try to go nice and slow. So the first way that kings and uh, kings made money was from the feudal incidents. Now, the feudal incidents were different ways that kings taxed their people. And these were sort of typical taxes, things that medieval kings sort of always did. It was convention. It was the norm. All right. And there were different types of taxes that made up the feudal incident. So, for example, the first feudal incident, or one of the first feudal incidents, was um, ransom, ransom money. So, as part of night service, if a king got himself captured, all the barons and all the knights were expected to contribute to freeing him. Okay, and that was called ransom, when you pay to have somebody released. Now, that is part of knight service, which is what knights were expected to do, but that's also one of the feudal incidents. Okay, um, another feudal incident was paying to become a knight in the first place. If you were a baron or if you were a knight and you wanted your son to be a knight and you would have wanted that because that would have meant that you guarantee your place upon the feudal system and have the potential to move up it. It guarantees you your lands and your castles and your titles. Um, you had to pay. There was a tax involved in that. So a knight could knight his son, but you would have to pay the king for that. And again, that was another one of the feudal incidents. This one is a little bit more complicated, so you'll have to bear with me with this one. Uh, basically, if well, medieval times was was a time of warfare, all right? And this type of warfare meant that people often fought, you know, in the front lines with sword and shield, which meant that, you know, there was a lot of injuries and and, and quite often a, a lot of death. Also remember, of course, that people didn't live as long in medieval times. You know, if you were uh, 40, you were doing pretty well. Um, so death was quite a common occurrence, which meant that a lot of people, a lot of younger people were left without parents. Now, when that happened, if you were a knight or a baron, you became something known as a ward. And now a ward is somebody who's looked after, in this case, by the king. Now, it didn't necessarily mean that if a baron, an important baron died, that the king would literally 
look after his children, the baron's children. But what it did mean is it was the king's duty to ensure that that person, that that um, young person went to a decent home, that they were schooled to read and write, that they were trained to fight, okay? And that costs money, all right? So when a baron or a knight died, if he had any children, they would become the king's ward. The king would ensure that they are looked after. And when they become old enough to inherit their deceased father's lands, okay, the king would take a slice of that. He would take a percentage. So he would give the ward his inheritance, but the ward would have to pay the king for looking after him. All right, and making sure that he was trained, and that was called a wardship fine. That happened quite regularly. So, wardship fine again is one of the feudal incidents. Um, if you want to get married and you were a king, that cost as well. You couldn't just get married for free. If you wanted to be married and you were a ward. You had to pay the king for that right. And once again, that was part of the wardship fines. And that was another feudal incident. And that was the same whether you were male or female. So if you were uh, a woman or a young girl who was a ward of the king um, and you would want to be married to um, you know, a successful knight or a successful baron, then you would have to pay a fine or a tax for that as part of a wardship fine. And again, that is a feudal incident. Okay, moving away from the feudal instance now to other ways that the king made money. Now, I've already talked through the feudal system and the idea that the king had uh, lots of land throughout the country and he would split that up into smaller geographical areas and give that to his key barons who would, who would rule it in his name. That was called uh, patronage. A king had to be very good at patronage to be a good king. They had to give the right people um, the land and, and the power. Okay, but the king also had his own land as well to raise money. Now, that was called the royal domain. Now, if you see that in writing, if you see that on your exam, it, it's a weird spelling domain. So it's uh, royal and then D-E-M-E-S-N-E. -E -E. It's sort of dimension and uh, all right, it's a bit of a weird spelling, but it's pronounced domain. And the royal domain was land directly owed by the king. So that meant that the king could be your tenant in chief. You know, if you rented land off uh, from the royal domain, then your 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 tenant in chief, the person that you paid your 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 money to, your rent to, could directly be the king, and the king would take all that money. Okay. Also, the royal domain made up a, uh, was made up of a lot of hunting forests. Now, hunting was really popular in medieval times. It was like the most popular sport of its day and all the sort of successful rich powerful people all the barons all the knights most of them would have really enjoyed hunting so the royal domain was made up of the best hunting forests in the kingdom as well and if you wanted to hunt in the king's forest that cost as well okay so if you wanted to go hunting there uh, you would have had to pay the king money and that was another way in which a king could raise some money um, I've already talked about rent money on the royal domain. I should just say at this point that that was called a tallage, T-A-L-L-A-G-E. A tallage is a type of tax, and it normally 
it refers to a land tax when people pay rent for living on the land. And rent, remember, doesn't necessarily have to be money. It can be goods and services and things like that as well. Now, the important thing to remember here is there was no fixed sum for a tallage. So it wasn't like today where you rent a house and, you know, it's, it's, it's the same amount every month. And uh, if that changes, you know, they have to let you know long in advance. That wasn't the case in medieval times. A king could sort of raise lower tallages as he wanted. So sometimes the amounts demanded were really high, but that was another sort of form of land tax in a way that the king made money as well. If you worked or lived in the royal domain as well, and you wanted to cut down trees or you wanted to live and farm there, you would also have to pay the king what was called a forest fine. So again, that's another type of tallage that would go directly into the king's pocket and a way of him making money. Another way the kings made money was uh, for the king's justice. Okay, If you'd been accused of a crime and you wanted a trial, just like you have today, you know, if you're accused of a crime and you're arrested, you may spend a little bit of time in jail, but then before they decide what to do with you, you'll be put in front of a judge and a jury, and they will decide whether or not you are innocent or guilty, and based upon the strength of that, they'll decide your punishment. In medieval times, that wasn't automatic, and it wasn't given to everybody, okay? Normally, the, the lord or the tenant-in-chief would, would sort of sit um, in judgment, but quite often, if you wanted a trial, you would have to pay for that. You would have to pay for the king's justice, all right? So you had sheriffs and judges traveling around the country, and they would sit and hear cases. But um, in order for you to get a trial, you would have to pay. And again, that was another tax that the king made money out of. Finally, perhaps one of the most sort of famous types of taxes or, the, or, taxes or, the, or one of the ones that uh, students remember the most is scootage, okay? Now, scootage was money paid to the king instead of going to fight. So remember, as part of the feudal system, if you were a knight or a baron, you, you were a warrior, when the king went to war, when the king called his banners, you were expected to go. That was part of the deal for getting lands and titles and castles from the king. All right, So he passes that down to you as part of his patronage, and you would have to go and fight if the king went to war. But you could instead pay a tax called a scootage. A scootage is a way of paying your way out of fighting. So instead of going to fight, you could pay the scootage and not go instead. The strange thing about scootage, though, is that the king could also just call scootages. Okay, so quite often the king would prefer to hire professional soldiers, or sometimes, you know, he would just quite simply call a scootage um, so that barons and knights would pay money which would go into the pot so that the king could buy arms and, and weapons and maybe even hire mercenaries who were, who were hired professional soldiers um, to uh, fight for him. So that scootage, which could be used by the, the king for, for war purposes, and that was another tax and another way that the king could make money. It's just that the barons knew that that was going towards a war effort. So John called a lot of scootages, for example, okay, particularly after he lost Normandy in 1204. Right, I think that's pretty much it, folks. So I have rattled through a lot of information there, a lot of just 
different names of different taxes, okay, that were ways that medieval kings in general made money. Now, once you've got your head around the different ways or the different taxes and tallages that kings charged, in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about specific taxes and tallages that John and Richard called, and you can sort of judge that against the sort of typical convention, the usual type of taxes that uh, medieval kings uh, charge that was that was deemed fair and you can judge whether the taxes and tallages that Richard and John implemented were fair or whether they were in fact unfair financial demands okay uh, ladies and gentlemen a bit of an intense one but I hope you uh, if not enjoyed that one found it useful don't forget if you're a geography student to check out Mr. Goodman, okay, um, at Really Good Revision Geography. Um, similar podcast there for the AQA, I believe it is, exam board. Um, absolutely amazing teacher, fantastic podcast, and they will absolutely, you know, definitely help you with that. Uh, stay tuned to this series as well. Next podcast, we're going to go into uh, Rich and John's financial demands, and then we're going to start looking at uh, crusading and uh, Richard's third crusade in uh, well specifically okay thank you very much ladies and gentlemen i'll see you next time and as always keep working hard bye-bye